Um, I think the party's down this way. Here we go. Room 1327. 1327? I stayed in this room last year. You wouldn't believe what happened to me in there. There was this chick, and she came Hey, 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 I, I do not need that visual image, all right? Let's just go inside. All right. Before we begin, I'd like to say Ross is about to bring you the announcer voice. What, you son of a bitch! Oh, yeah! I hit you with that. This is Ross Payton here with Roleplaying Public Radio. And this is, is it- episode 35. Okay, that started off like a constipated voice. What the hell was that? I know. So, uh, no, anyways, this is Roleplaying Public Radio. This is episode 35, the pre-Gen Con 2009 uh, anticipation uh, station. That really didn't work too well, did it? No, you threw me off my mojo, Tom. Gen Con is see, ruined. Well... If that ruins your vacation, then I feel sorry for you. No, it hasn't ruined anything except Gen Con. So all the tens of thousands of people are going there are going to be ruined forever. Oh, I ruined everybody's fun. Yeah, you did, Tom. You I threw me off my mojo. My, I am powerful. <laughs> only, only in the bad sense, and not in the sense. I am, that you I am could a bringer ever... of sadness. You are. You are death be- destroyer. Yeah. Become well. Or destroyer anyway, of well, on that note, we. Uh, yeah, he, like we have Aaron Carson where you're with us. Say something. Yeah. I yes. Uh, yeah, that, and that's all you get to say the whole episode. He's coming to Gen Con with us. Yes, he is. Presence here. So uh, first off, I want to, of course uh, get off right off the bat the ransom that's still going on. The ransom for our next RPPR New World Fourth Edition Dungeons and Dragons campaign, the Goblin Hulk, a uh, three part uh, dungeon module where we got a level one, level six, and level twelve adventure. We got new monsters, new templates, uh, maps, all kinds of crazy stuff. I'll be and, writing a little intro for it because that's how. I roll? Yeah, and uh, basically, if you are interested in contributing, donating, uh, you get access to seven actual play episodes, early access, previews of them. Uh, you also get, if you contribute $30 or more, you can name an NPC in it, and uh, if you contribute, you can get be listed in the special thanks. As, uh, but one, uh, please one don't, don't name something Fagballs no, or no, something no. like that. It has to be appropriate to the fantasy genre. Other yeah. than that, you... you mm, Sky's the limit. So, um, if you want to memorialize some NPC or player character, or if your girlfriend really pissed you off, and you know you gotta get one to get revenge has, on her. Okay, yeah, you can name her after one of the evil goblin chieftains, or yes, all because all women are chaotic evil thieves. <laughs> went right there. Well, I went right to right, it. Right, right there. there. Huh? Uh, as punishment, Tom, I think we'll go into our first uh, little segment here. Ah, oh, you whore! Our Cinnabar segment. The you whore! More about the world of Cinnabar. You know, we, we've been doing the character creation, and that's fun, but that's that's not really getting to the heart of Cinnabar. What this actually means is Ross forgot to make one before this episode. Well, yeah, but... So, now he's going to bring you this. Anyways, um, since we've been doing the world of Cinnabar, we've gotten a lot of questions about one particular feature that we keep mentioning and we never really describe. That's, of course, the wear storm. The storm that is... Where? Where, as in W. E-R-E, which normally means like, you know, uh, like werewolf. Like you know. Yeah, but a storm can't be a lycanthrop. That's just silly. And the world of Cinnabar is the ultimate in tra- uh, trans-genre gaming. So uh, we've, w- I decided to uh, delve into the mysteries of the world of Cinnabar, and I'm going to read... And he's only recently come up smelling weirdly of vomit and feces. And fear. And fear. <laughs> So, um, there's actually two indexes in the book, and there's a main index, there's a monster, and yeah, there's actually several indexes now that I look at it. Um, (laughs) so I, I looked through that and I found several entries on where, and, um, so the main entry is in Terra, and it doesn't really describe what it is, but it describes its properties. It doesn't, I, 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 I don't know, um... Let's see here. So the first time they mention it, uh, it's a, first it's around the city of Terra. Imagine a city the size of urban Seattle, Washington, three square miles. It is set under a blanket of three diamond bubbles beneath the crystal clear waters of Lake Diamond Blood. This is Terra. So imagine a city, Seattle, under the water. It's, yeah. And um, the entrance to the tunnels within the Port of Terra on the main island. Uh, because it is very high, most adventurers prefer to fly through it. If they cannot, then they ride one of the magic trolleys. Magic is in quote marks. I don't know why. A magic trolleys that run half hour each day. Now, 
The Port of Terror will receive any type of transport from giant ship to starship once it has penetrated the Ware Storm. The Ware Storm surrounds and protects Terra, stopping and nullifying all forms of powers except for internal chi. Chi that leaves the body, including including teleports or tesseracts, is nullified. Once out of the storm, everything returns to normal. The storm extends 15 miles around the port. Okay? That, that, does that explain enough for you, Tom? No. <laughs> um, you? Aaron, you got anything on this? Honestly, no, because from descriptions right now, that's some sort of nullification field. That's not a giant man The wear storm. Basic me method for... There's wear winds within the wear storm also. Um, there, the basic method for traveling through the wear storm is by natural transport. Now, no one except a god can hope to teleport through it. Natural means are similar to a sailboat or a hand glider, but this mode is very dangerous because of low visibility, high gusty winds and rain. Um, yeah, so... Uh, the hazardous 15 miles of storm can be crossed if the mode of transport can attain sufficient speed to coast through it, but the transport should be able to glide. If it can't, then it needs to be able to fly at 700 miles per hour. <laughs> if adventurers can fly naturally like a winged warrior, then it is necessary to fly at that speed. Then it is not necessary to fly at that speed. If the adventurers are using a jetter spaceship, they will need an initial momentum of 700 miles per hour to fight the turbulence within the storm. If the fl adventurer flies by by using a power such as a mutation, he will need to attain up to 1,000 miles per hour to fly through the storm. When their powers are canceled, the sheer force of the wind might crush them. Be aware that all possible things that could happen within all when all forms of power are nullified. The wear storm does not affect life forms, nor does it shut down cyborgs. Although none of their powers will work outside of their bodies, it acts both as terror's protector and its curse, denying the city awareness of the universe and the hungry universe awareness of the city. What? <laughs> Can we just call this what? the GM's I win button? No, it activate hexes both as terrorist protector and its curse, denying the city awareness of the universe and the hungry universe awareness of the city. What? That, that, if people are going to the city, they must know of how it. Did, why is the universe hungry? <laughs> what? So anyways, I also found out that there's spells. Too. You see, uh, by the way, Ross's eyes are bleeding right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, just it doesn't. It kind of stings a little. Uh, Wearstorm. It's a level twenty spell. Um, counter effect. Wearstorm. Uh, let's see. An area effect. And yes, you guessed it. No shot rolls required with this ability. The winds are the epitome of bad weather. This spell causes up to ten wear winds to form in a cloud that is made and controlled by the spellcaster. The winds have the same effect as those that protect the city Terra. Once the spell is cast, the spellcaster can use any one wind at a time. Winds take one action to use once the spell has been cast. Now then, there's another spell there that I just wanted. It has nothing to do with the. Well, I don't think it has. It might. <laughs> it's called the wear wear. W-E-R-E-W-A-R-E. -E -E. It's a level 20 spell, and I've read through the description twice, and I don't know what it does. Description, area effect, no shot rolls required. This spell cannot be cast from a scroll of protection, nor can it be placed in any spell, storage, or item. The wearware can only be sensed in a general way, and it is not dangerous until triggered. It acts as a self-perpetuating spell trap with a limited intelligence and the ability to select the spells it will release. The wearware renews itself every day, and by taking powers from the forces around it, such as trees and birds, it may restore 20 of its constitutional points every day. Ross, the wear Ross, the veins are popping out on your forehead there. <laughs> it has a 100-yard radius. Calm down. Except have some dip. The spell can hold up to six effects, except VN or God powers, and that's veteran Nalabarong powers, <laughs> which is a real type power keyword in this hey, Ross, thing. Let me let me let me uh, ask you something. Yeah. Do you think the creator of this game looks back on this as just one of those weird moments in his life? I don't know if he even remembers it. I'm beginning to think he, that he was, like, possessed by a Yithian. And this is, like, written in a foreign language that actually just kind of resembles English. It's actually the, the, you know, the instructions on how to build a time machine. Or else... What? I can see it now. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Well, I'm actually come to the effect that whatever Salvador Dali was seeing, this man managed to put down in paper form. And, and into a written word, and I'm I'm surprised at this point that you're surviving the experience. Oh my god. Yeah. Maybe it's time you should just put that book down. Okay, I guess. I just want to, yeah. Go back to I, forehead, I, it's where it's safe and warm. No. 
for go dead, more Call- like for fail. Go, go back to Call of Cthulhu, okay, which is fine. a safe. Well, that's enough thing. for the uh, uh, world of Cinnabar for this week. You now know what a Werestorm is Tech. kind of it and protects uh, the city of Terra from the hungry universe and it's a curse and, and a blessing but and it's full of werewinds and they cancel powers except those that are within your body unless it's a tesseract that comes outside of your body and internal chi and <sighs> I don't know anymore Ross you're 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 in your you're in your apartment it's very warm uh, you're safe I am yes you are, are you sure you are very safe. Um, it's just me. The werewear! <laughs> okay, well, um, I think I, I think that's about as much as I can handle the world of Cinnabar. I'm, I'm tempted to uh, take it to Gen Con and uh, ask random game designers to read a section from it and try to describe it um, and what they think about the world of Cinnabar. And it's a legacy today. So maybe maybe that'll be the... the what year did it come out? Let's see here. Let's take a look. The, the 1993, year. so the 16th anniversary of the World of Cinnabar, uh, uh, like, look back. So maybe we'll do that. Who knows? Um, yeah, I'm sure, Tom, you're, you're looking forward to it. So let's talk about Gen Con. Thank Christ. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no more bad off, you know, bad comments from you, Tom. I think that's what triggered that. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, do you want to go first, Tom? Or do you, yeah, Ross, you're... You're, I'm on a roll. You're on a roll, so I think you should go right on. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to be running six games, as I've mentioned before. I'll just sort of read through them, give a brief description. Um, first game I'm going to be running uh, is Delta Green, The Night Shift, which is... Uh, Very good game. Yeah. I, play, uh, I played the playtest. Yeah, playtested. Uh, it's a, sort of a combat-heavy game, uh, well, depending on how the players go. Uh, you'll be indoor security, uh, or personnel uh, guarding the world's largest uh, indoor retail facility. So, Shopping mall. Yeah. Uh, but it's not quite as goofy as you think. It's uh, um, No, it's... I'm, can I just use mindfuck here? Yeah. I'm really? just going to say mindfuck. Mindfuck. Okay. Well, you have it from Tom. Um, now, the, I'm running this at, let's see, the 13th, August 13th, which is the first day of Gen Con, the Thursday, I believe. Um, and that is 4 p.m. I'm also going to be running it, Delta Green Night Shift, two days from then, Saturday, at 10 a.m. So that'll be my first game. Super. Uh, let's take a look here. What else am I going to be doing? Uh, Pastoral Manor. That's monsters and other Played childish that things. Uh, that's also going to that's going to be the Friday on 10 a.m. Um, and that one's just adorable. Yeah. Uh, players are a group of kids <clears throat> uh, trying to stop an evil cult. They're investigating a farm where the animals can talk and plotting their plotting revolution. So a uh, little bit of animal football, a uh, little bit of Charlotte's Web, a little bit animal of uh, you know. A watership down, yeah, a little bit of Animal Farm, um, yeah. So it'll be a, a, a good time. Battle Royale, Battle Royale, good time uh, uh, <laughs> will be had by all. So, and that's going to be part of an upcoming campaign that I'm running for uh, Arc Dreams, um, a big eighty thousand word uh, full blown campaign. So, Mister Man, yes. Then I at uh, four p.m. on the fourteenth, uh, August fourteenth, I'm running the Age of Masks. Which is Wild Talents, and I still need to finish the pregens up for that. I'd get uh, to it, then. Yeah. Time's uh, a ticking. Yeah. That is uh, Superheroes. Uh, uh, that is uh, basically, uh, we have the first game up on uh, RPPR, sort of a early version of it. Um, and this, you're going to be playing Masked uh, uh, Mystery Men, Costume Adventurers, Occult Detectives, that kind of thing. And looking into bad things. So, um Ross yeah. is good at bad things. Gritty, yes. gritty action, urban action, and horror, and all kinds of fun stuff. So and, and personally, I'd recommend signing for that one because I was in the prototype uh, one that Ross ran for that, and it was very entertaining and fun. Yes, yes, and we speak fondly of your police station moment. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that's in the first episode. That, so, oh god, uh, that survived. Crap. Yeah. Oh no, god. No, it's it's, uh. it's you're famous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are famous. Yeah. Okay. Um, now live we, with it. <laughs> then we have. Uh, I'm running a section of uh, the dreadful secrets of Candlewick Manor, which is nominated for an any this year. Uh, of course, I did not write this. This is sort of imagine you know Edward Gorey, um, mid sixties kind of uh, a- Adam's Family kind of feel, very right. sort of god. Uh, imagine that combined with the X-Men. You're an orphan left in a creepy old orphanage in sort of a 1920s secluded area, Candlewick Manor. And uh, you have creepy abilities and there's creepy monsters who can be your friend and everything's very creepy and mysterious and 
oh, ever so interesting. So boogie uh, boogie boogie. And that's it. That was written by uh, Monsters and Other Childish Things creator Ben Bao, who we I interviewed uh, last year, and uh, he's going to be at Dragon Con this year, but he's not going to be at Gen Con. So I am the only one running Candlewick Manor. So, uh, oh, go Ross. Yeah, of course, it's not like I'm jealous or anything. I'm, you know, him writing the one setting that everyone, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever. And then I, of course, if you have to... Curriculum of conspiracy. Yeah, the one that I wrote, nobody pays attention to. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's good. That's but man, you really need to get Candlewood Banner. Oh wow, that's a great thing. Greatest thing ever. And then, of course, I re, re, you know, write. I'm not like... I'm, but, you know. Do you need a hug? Hmm. Maybe. Okay. Um, get Aaron to do it. No, no, you can do that on your own time. Uh, that's on the 15th at 4 p.m. Uh, that is the Saturday, of course. And then uh, on the 16th, 10 a.m., uh, my last game is Sucrose Park, which is another part of the Monsters and Other Childish Things campaign I'm writing. You're at a theme park in Vegas where things are off, uh, all kinds of crazy I forget, robots. was it Cool Rat or Cool Rad? Cool Rad. Cool he, he was actually both. He was cool rat, and then he was cool. He kept reading. Well, I'm spoiling it, Tom. No. Um, <laughs> and there's one ticket left for that. Now, the way it works is um, if you want to show up and play in these games, uh, show up with two generic tickets. Each one is $4. I think a generic ticket is $2. So you need two mm-hmm. tickets. If you So if you haven't signed up, show up there uh, on time. And if even if a game that's totally sold out, and I think the only one that's totally sold out is the first night shift well, both night shift games have sold out uh both my delta green games because ross sold. is that awesome yeah um but the other four games i'm running haven't but even if they do if the, the players are late or whatever then you can jump in and take their place uh, i'll be happy to run for six players um so yeah <laughs> yay i will be recording these for rppr of course and uh, uh i'll be handing out postcards and all kinds of swag or Whoa. some swag i guess for uh, uh those listeners who are showing up there and i know some of them said they're at least signing up for wild talents uh the age of masks so yeah uh show up there uh, on time uh, the locations uh you have to go to the gen con website i'll post a link on the forums that links to all these uh, individual games, so you can see where they're being held, but they're you know around. Right. Um, they're all near the convention center, so yeah. So that's that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm not really planning on going to any panels. I might go to some panels. I might uh, I might do some other things, but tw- running 24 hours worth of games uh, that's probably going to be that's it. hardcore. Yeah, and plus my schmoozing and awesome socializing. Oh yeah, hello Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh. I've been invited to Goodman Gabe's little uh, uh, what do they call? It? I think they call it beer con or something like that. Their their after hours party. Uh, so and the White Wolf party and all these other parties and blah blah blah. Yes, I'm just so awesome and <laughs> cool. And, kegger. Uh, gamer kegger. Yes, uh, uh, gamers. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I hate to break it to you, Ross. You are a gamer. I know. Uh, we all yeah, are. Yeah. No, I'm a game designer. And you're a gamer and you too. Play. No, no, no. A game designer. Uh, and you play. You cannot be one you can and not be the other. One you, of you, us. One of us. One of us. No, you see, gamers are the only. They only play games, and they right. And they have neck beards, and they they buy cheap katanas, and they talk about how badass they are, and how they could use their swords to scare off crooks with guns, and you know, things like that, and how fourth ed is horrible, and second edition was better. You have issues. I'm not. I'm not. Perhaps here. I shall discuss what I'm doing. Yes, do that. Time. Yeah, because uh, we were. You were getting off topic. You're going to some dangerous territory. I I read too much stuff on the you internet. You do. Anyway, I am partaking of three games. Yeah. The first is a star. I mentioned this before, but I'm reiterating here. I'm going to a. Uh, I think I believe it's a saga edition Star Wars game called Derelict, mm-hmm. which uh, I will be going to with Aaron here and our buddy uh, Andy, who I've mentioned and wrote that awesome story about the nautical druid. Oh yes. Yeah, he he'll be uh, joining us and he'll be part of that game too. Okay. Has he got tickets for it? Did yes. You, uh, yes. Yes. Pre- he he registered for it. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's, he's he's already, he's so he can register for games, just not get a plane ticket. Oh, oh he got the plane ticket. Oh, he finally did. Yeah. Okay. And it only cost him a hundred extra dollars. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Could he use that hundred extra dollars to you know, to get a cab so he could get there whenever? Oh, we're getting him, Ross. We're getting him. <laughs> I see. Okay. Anyway, then I am also going to partake in a All Flesh Must Be Eaten game, which is essentially the Breakfast Club with zombies. Okay. So that one sounds... That's going to be the last day of the So con. are you playing the princess then? Um, yeah, that's what I'm playing, Aaron. The princess. Packing an Uzi. <laughs> see, Tom's a real role player. He can play either gender. Yeah, except they all sound exactly like me. Yeah, that's Imagine true. That. They do. 
It's like, yeah, it's like, so, okay, Tom, what does your uh, d dilettante uh, woman do? I say we go after them. <laughs> I agree with Kathleen Turner. <laughs> Thank you, Molly Ringwald. Now destroy that man. And I will also be doing a Mute to Masterminds game, simply, in, I believe, entitled Freedom Isn't Free. And I, too, will be recording all these games for RPPR. Okay, so you'll be playing in them. I will be playing in them, yes. Okay. I'm not running anything official, though, you know, you can, uh, you know, get with, you know, get with me. Well, I might run some in impromptu stuff there. You'd kind of, might want to advertise, like, when and where you'd want to do I'll put that. them on the forums, Ross. Oh, I see. Cause... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will. Fine. Good I don't think you believe me. I will be very surprised if you get to run a game at Gen Con. <laughs> uh, there was there was a motion there that I'm not. It's probably yeah. best this is radio. Uh, podcasting, Tom. We're like radio on the internet, only not at all, but better. But better, yes. Web 2.0. Woo! Did you just agree with Aaron here? I don't know. I think you. I did. think the world of Cinnabar is affected my brain. <laughs> Quick, Aaron, Aaron, quick, Aaron, mention something about anime that he might agree with. Um, DVD Too late, it's over. Yeah, all right. It's over. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we are, we're both going to be playing in a Call of Cthulhu World War I playtest, or two, maybe one or two, mm -hmm. uh, that Adam, Adam Scott, Scott and Lancy, uh, uh, head of Pagan Publishing, he is, uh, we're either going to be on a bomber or a submarine. Uh, one of the two. One of the two. Maybe both. Maybe both. So no chance of running if things go bad. Um, just like I did it might be uh, a quick scenario then we're like oh <laughs> fuck the engine ah, we're all gonna die well the thing <laughs> is you know on bombers or submarines at least it's a quick death you die quickly <laughs> if the hull buckles on a submarine you're dead and if there's a big puncture in the bomber dead especially World War One. yeah just remember yeah. that all dreams lead to imminent implosions but uh, uh oh and also those of my interested uh Apparently, Adam Scott Glancy listened to my scenario play. Yes, your Call of Cthulhu World War yes, II. Yes, and uh, uh, the German he one. said he liked it. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm not, not, no, not saying anything, but we're going to discuss it while we're there. Yeah, like, yeah. like professionals. Professionals, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to show up there like, you know, and be totally professional. Yeah. No pants, you know. Okay. <laughs> nice. That's how I roll. So par for the course. Uh, I'm just trying to put that image in your head, Ross. Just think about that. No, no. I, it's in there. No. It's in there now. You've lost the game. It's impossible. You can't lose. <laughs> Do you even know what the game is, Tom? I... Whenever you think of it, you've lost. That's how the game works. And everyone who's listening to this has lost the game. Unless the game is Cinnabar. Yeah, well, you, no one wins that. <laughs> you, you don't. Only you, you Raven play... McCracken won, and look what it did to him. <laughs> I'd like to see, actually see a picture of him now. I really would. That would be interesting. Anyway, um... Yeah, your friend Andy is showing up too, so you guys can go off and. Uh... Yeah, and honestly, honestly, most of this I will be simply just checking out the random awesomeness of the con, mm. which I believe is what Aaron's going to do. Uh, which is part of mine. Um, if, uh, if you want me to start on mine. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that uh, uh, that um, pretty much yes. Uh, last year when uh, these two gentlemen uh, were kind enough to drag me along with them uh, to like the con, I was kind of overwhelmed by everything that was there. As we were the first time we were there. Yeah. So, but this time I planned out a little bit more. Um, as Tom said, I will be. Playing within the Star Wars Derelict campaign with him um, as the primary game. Um, I'm also bought a ticket for the uh, uh, Terrorworks Contagion game, uh, which is kind of a live action military alien. That's like that's like alien campaign. Uh, yeah, live them. action military LARP with like uh, airsoft guns. Uh, airsoft guns, and then everybody else has sheets for uh, specific uh, skill sets and whatnot. So I figured that'd be a time a good time. Um, I'm also splitting my time with volunteering so I can get my ticket price back. Uh, but I figured that'd be a good time just to see how the con works in Worry Lee. So you, if, you, if you see me there, or I'll, if they plant a picture on me, you can you know throw something at me if you want to. Well, you're in the Facebook group. Listed. You're the one with the photo taken with uh, Henry Rollins. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's the one. I'm the one with the deer in the headlights look. He's the one with the uh, stupid grin. Yeah, so yeah, if you've already seen me, you know how stupid I look. So... Um, and other than that, other than that, though, we'll probably be wandering around, and also Tom and I will be, uh, since we're getting together with our friend Andy, we'll be running one of his campaigns in a uh, setting we call Alterscape. So, I mentioned that before. Yeah. So, but one of our personal ones. So that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, you mentioned something. You, did you mention the BattleTech pods? You said you were going to do that. Uh, yeah, um, they apparently the BattleTech pods will be there, and I've never gotten to try those out. And I believe I get like ten or twelve freebie tickets, uh, generic tickets for. Um, volunteering there so you can see where most of mine are going to get wasted on okay 
Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, now, there's a lot of, of course, panels and um, all kinds of crazy things going on at Gen Con. Uh, there are a lot of podcasting panels, and I've suggested to Tom that he... Uh, uh, jump on some of them. There's still spaces for all kinds of podcasting uh, expert goodness. And Tom, as an experienced podcaster, I'm too busy going to be running games. I'm just going to be too exhausted. Uh, and, honest, and honestly, I don't uh, like technical shit. I couldn't do anything for. Well, you do all of that. Let's. Can we, let's if you look at the list of them, most of them were more like topics and advice on how to talk about things, not technical stuff. So. Well, I mean, that's what... And what, there's a lot of them, like, what, what, what can to I take say? questions from the audience, so... It's like, well, come on, what's there to say? Like, uh, you know, choose topics that don't suck and swear a lot. That would be probably pretty useful to some people. If it is, I weep for the species. <laughs> I really do. I, I may sign well, up. Well, anyway, yeah, so, uh, uh... In fact, I believe Ross's email said, SIGN UP FOR ONE. Yeah. All in caps. Yeah. Because that's really not retarded. No. No, it's not. He's just trying to get you to do something, Tom. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, he's giving you tough email love. Exactly. No, Ew. <laughs> you're that's, fired. Get out. Yeah, that disturbed everybody. I think I'm. Pleased. That's worse than Cinnabar. <laughs> you're no. worse than Cinnabar. No, no, he's uh, not. Oh, fine. So, um, a few other things. Uh, I'm going to try and get an interview with one of the Geist developers, uh, the new White Wolves yeah. ghost game. Uh, I've been e- sorry, uh, emailed somebody about that, so uh, hopefully we can get an hour-long interview in. I'll try and get a couple of other the the hour-long uh, in-depth interviews with some people. And then we got a hotel room much closer to the con that we uh, be able to. Oh, I, I have to mention something about that myself. Yeah, I happen to un- I unknowingly at the time uh, res- reserved a room in what I think is the most expensive hotel in the convention. Yeah. The Hyatt Regency. Yeah. I just wanted to say that it's an awesome hotel, but good God, you pay for it. Uh, Which, again, for the money that we're putting in, it better have a hooker in there. Just uh, on call. For gaming. You know, yeah. for gaming purposes. Yeah, yeah, she can play the druid. She can play the healer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like yes, yeah, lay on hands, please. <laughs> it's a paladin, Tom. Don't you know anything? I don't care what she plays as long as she lays on hands. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Heal my dragon syphilis, please. Yes. So that's sort of our uh, main little uh, uh, preview for uh, Gen Con. So we'll uh, keep in mind that now. Oh, uh, and yes, of course, our post-Gen Con will have to be delayed because Ross is going to Hawaii. Well, uh, yes, because I have a family who can pitch in and help with that because I'm poor and blah, blah, blah. And so you're poor, so that's why you're going to Hawaii. Yes. No, yeah, because frequent flyer miles. That's because my brother is a reporter, for, so he gets uh-huh. to travel all over, so he gets lots yeah, of Yeah, see, my brother's not. In yeah. fact, I don't have one. Yes. Okay. Yes, Tom. I'm just trying to project my anger to you. Okay. Well... Did it work? I still spend 11 months of the year here in Springfield, so... Uh, yeah, I spend uh, 361 days a year in Springfield. Well, that's on you. Unless we go to Sean Con. Yes. But that's tight. That's tail for another day. That is. Uh, that's in November. So we are. Uh, that is the main idea. We might be able to actually do the episode right after if we can do it the day we come back. So the day. Well, the day we come back is going to be like one in the morning. Right. But if we, if you want to really be gung ho about it and get it out, we could probably do. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I can imagine doing a show after seven and a half hours on the road. Like, <laughs> this is role playing. Fuck. <laughs> if you want to be, if you want to man up, Tom, we can do that. I, I, I yeah. Guess cut, get a couple of Red Bulls. Yeah. It gives you wings, damn it. Exactly. Exactly. And a heart attack, but yeah. well, later in life. All right. Uh, so let me move on to some of our other topics. Uh, first, the favorite forum threads. Now, first, you wanted to mention the not technically a thread, but the comments. Uh, well, there's also a thread. It was a comment thread. Yeah, in the forums thread. Okay. of you know your comments about my uh, Call of Cthulhu uh, game that I ran. I'd like to thank you. The input was really damn helpful. Yeah, it's seriously. Yeah, that's. I think that's the best kind of possible, you know, in, advice you could get and in information. Okay, is just player is just other gamer feedback. You've already been working on the scenario, right? Yes, actually, I have. And um, and I the first time I ran it, I pretty much had planned it that day. Mm-hmm. But after the first time, I got a lot of good feedback from Ross and crew, and you know, I ran it a second time, and I think I'm ready to finalize it now. And that's also with the help of all of you out there who commented on it. Good, good. And I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna kick ass. Good, great, awesome. Um, so thank you, everyone. Let's see. I, I have a, a one. Uh, the help with item creation. Um, I think more or less what it's called. The uh, guy comes in wanting advice on basically uh, uh, 
uh, an item that creates other items. There's like a bag, I think, and it has like 100 slots, and he's come up with 85 of them, and you need 15 to fill it up. So people came up with all these ideas for all these random items, you know, like a coin that when you flip it always lands on its side, and I think I came up with that one. That's why I remember it. Wow! Self-promotion! But there's other people who wrote in better stuff than I did, so uh, check that out. Uh, You know, Tom... Yeah, I have another one? Yeah. The one-upping the Tom gun rape story. Yes, another anecdote. That's uh, and uh, for that 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 scenario will always have a have a fond memory in my heart because it was a game of someone that I thoroughly deserved to have a game fucked up. Right, but this is a better anecdote than yours. Or what do you think? Do you think it, it it's better than the, the your story? I think it. We don't want to spoil it. No, we don't want to spoil it. Reed, I just think I don't know. Mine actually has characters a lot of people would know. Right. But I have to admit, the act itself, without giving anything away, was pretty uh, horrific. Horrific, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a. So really, it's. So out of ten. I give it about eight, eight and a half, and nine out of eight ten. Eight and a half, nine. Okay, that judges have spoken. Very nice. It was very nice. Definitely and, uh, at least a silver medal, maybe a gold. Yeah. More importantly, I think it's an actual real event too. Yeah. I've had some people like tell stories that I clearly know never happened. Right, yeah. Like crazy anecdotes. Oh yeah, that's that never happened in a game. Um, now lastly I'd like to mention one thread. Uh, no one's replied to it and it's a thread I started, so this is How does that make you feel? <laughs> make me sad. <laughs> but it's actually pretty useful information. Uh, GURPS Combat Explain. It's a link to this website where he lays out round by round combat examples of melee ranged uh, in GURPS, and so you can, if you never, if you're only a little familiar with GURPS like I am, you can read through like, oh, that's how GURPS works, and actually it makes GURPS sound like a lot better system for, you know, tactical combat. Like I want to run like a, a, you know, hex grid type tactical combat game with GURPS now, um, where guys well, are shooting huh. each other and beating the crap out of each other and all kinds of crap. It's so. crap. It's it's crap, man. It's good crap. It's good crap. It's violence. Is that good crap? Yeah, it's good crap. I like the one where it's the. Bobby the Sniper is going after <laughs> Joey the Mob Boss. Uh, Bobby the Sniper is taking three seconds to aim with a sniper rifle that does nine dice of penetrating damage to the skull. And uh, let's see if he can make the shot. <laughs> All it is is breaking out every single modifier for this assassination attempt. And it's like, uh, Joey the Mob Boss's head has, uh, what is it, ten hit points in the skull. And he takes... 47 damage <laughs> to the skull. <laughs> or something ridiculous like that. Head just, disintegrates. Exactly. <laughs> I just love that. And then there's the martial art ones, hand-to-hand ones. It's all pretty cool. So I would uh, recommend those threads. Would you? Yes. Enunciate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just having fun here at RPG. Yes, we are. That's what we do. Because we don't we don't fuck around. We go straight to the, the good stuff, the stuff that you want. We don't tummy sticks. We don't <laughs> we don't talk about our week. We don't talk about our lives. You know, it's all about it's all about you, the listener, and that's, the game, in the game, that's right, and the sh- yeah, and the cinnabar, and the world of cinnabar, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> now I love it again. It's like a it's like a be, it's like a, 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 a an abusive, abusive relationship. Yeah, it's like an abusive. It's like oh my god, you're you're beating my brain with this crap about wearstorm. I must read you again. You know? <laughs> Why uh, can't I quit you? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Because it's so fucked up, and it's like you keep flipping to a random page. Like, come on, what? It's just every page is another mind fuck, and I'm just. A sucker for those things. So, it's it's crazy. I like it. So. It's crazy talk, and you're it gonna, hurts. It really hurts. You're gonna die in an asylum. You know that. I'm gonna <laughs> die after I shoot right from a crack. It's gonna be a murder suicide. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. I tell you. I'll tell you. But you could up. use that book as your, in your defense. Exactly. I could probably stop a bullet. It's like, it's like it. Your Honor, Defense Exhibit A. Look at this shit. Look at it. <laughs> like case dismissed. Pretty much. Um, so our shout outs uh, first off I would like to mention Last of the Living it's a Kiwi that is New Zealand yeah. uh, zombie comedy horror uh, comedy horror so basically uh, about three slackers uh, who are apparently the last survivors after a zombie apocalypse in New Zealand so they're going from mansion to mansion hanging out inexplicably, in, inexplicably there's still power in New Zealand so I guess they have nuclear or tidal generators or something but they have power but you know so what the, the, the Tesla wireless power 
power system. I guess. Yeah. Um, but either way, it's it's fun because they they go around you know being lazy, beating up zombies, and then their plot shows up a little you know at the like, end. Of the oh, time. the plot shows up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good plot. Okay. And it was made for practically nothing and uh, motorhome from hell kind of money, which is yeah, not very much. And it's uh, Are there cigars in the face? No. Uh, it's much better than Motorhome from Hell. I have to. I'm honestly going to say straight up, and uh, I would recommend it. So whenever it comes out, I think it, I think it's out uh, in your area, your neck of the woods. Uh, grab it, rent it, or buy it or something. So just buy it. God, I'll put a link up to the trailer. Which <laughs> you see, the thing that I really like is they shot about eighty percent of the movie for about five grand. You know, in U.S. dollars. I don't know what that is in Kiwi dollars. So they spent that much in real money. And uh, <laughs> they didn't have the whole thing finished. So what they did is the director cut a trailer and said, last living, and he used all of the great shots in it. And uh, with that trailer, he then raised another forty grand to finish the movie. So... You do realize you've just alienated all of our New Zealand listeners, Ross. What do you mean? You said Kiwi real, dollars? real like is it no in real money? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Well, that I'm an American. Way to go! You cut off a whole market. Peter Jackson's just listening to this furiously, just <laughs> writing a letter. I, I hate you. RPPR. He's gonna put a Hobbit hitman on you. Do you realize that? That would be a cool way to die. Hobbit <laughs> <laughs> hitman. It's like all CGI'd up. It's like you're normal height. You're just tricking me. You're <laughs> Trixie mad. Hobbit. With your computer magic. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I have one. Okay. I have a shout out. Uh, well, you've already know. I, I've already talked about the uh, Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath DVD. Yeah. And based in fact, it was based on a comic of which on Amazon I can only find the first one, mm-hmm. the first you know first comic. I don't know if I'm not just looking hard enough, but apparently it's being released as a full graphic novel now. Yeah. So I am extremely excited about that. Okay. Because I'm I'm a I love the animated thing, so I'm gonna probably gonna love the damn comic book too. Great. I'll be buying it, and Ross doesn't give a crap about what I'm saying right now. I actually do want to watch a, a Dream Quest uh, at some point in the near future. Oh, you do? Yeah. That's at home, man. It's ready to go. Okay. Whenever you want to get ready. Well, not tonight. I'm... I have a headache, honey. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, next up, I have... Um... Hell's Highways, uh, a documentary that I saw a little while ago. Uh, Go on! <laughs> it's about highway safety films. You know those movies you watch when your driver's head? Blood flows red on the highway. It pretty much <laughs> signal 30. They're always like film strips. They're always six, six, six. Apparently, like most of them were made by this small group of people in Ohio, Mansfield, Ohio, who just thought sometime in the mid-50s, like, hey, let's go out, record gruesome car wrecks, and then make movies about them to scare people into driving not crazy. And the rest is history. It actually gets even more fucked up than that. I mean, that's how it starts. And then they, like, and it's like a VH1 behind-the-scenes special. It's like, at first they did this, and they were very good, and they started making money, and then they fucked up. Because they, <laughs> then the drugs happened. Actually, he, he, you'd be surprised at what they do. So I don't want to spoil it though. But it's a well. And worth... then the bestiality started. Uh, here's some perversion in it. I will say that. So. And uh, Aaron, I think you had one you were wanting itching to say. Um, well, actually, I have two, but I'll, I, I thought of another one, but I'll go ahead and do the first one that I gave. Um, the first one is uh, to the Ghostbusters video game. And Just which, in case you haven't heard of that. Yeah, I'm sure you haven't right now. Um, I was very I was very much anticipating this coming out, and it did not disappoint me in the least. The voice acting was top-notch, with the possible exception of uh, Bill Murray phoning in a lot of his lines. But yeah, it's Bill Murray, so... Yeah, I know. Oh my god, Ross! Don't, don't be that way! Come on, let's yeah, keep, keep it going. Keep yeah, it going. Uh, let's be that way. So, no storyline was very average, but still believable. The gameplay was phenomenally fun, which makes me weep for the fact that the PC version was not given the the courtesy of a. Uh, and Ross is just gonna stare. No, what the, what the crap is this, Ross? You you have like pain looks on your face. Like this story is believable. Yes, Ghostbusters, the hallmark of realism in cinema. The the story being. Hey, believable. Ross. Have you, you know, Zool. we've watched movies with you. Yeah, I know. And we... Yeah. It's just, just, like, not... It's like saying a romantic movie, well, they You had, didn't, like, shoot em up Their lighting oh, was great on that on. one. Yeah, you didn't, like, shoot em up No, because shoot em up was a terrible movie. No, it's not. Yeah, No. It was. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. It was a parody of itself. Okay, but I'm no. finishing. You up guys don't it. like Citizen Kane, so no. you don't. You're, you're, I like Citizen Kane. You don't. Oh, you're just saying that. No, I watched yeah, it. Okay, whatever. Anyways, finish up. And I finish up with this one. Um, no, basically just a good game. Again, the only problem is PC was completely boned on the fact that we didn't get a multiplayer mode, and I can't pl- shoot people with a proton pack online. That oh. failed. So I right. in that one to my last. Oh, look at Ross laying that fake non-existent sympathy. Yes. Um, finally, well, not finally. I do have two more. Uh, <laughs> Survival City, which is a book about uh, Cold War archaeology. What, what is Cold War archaeology, you ask? It is uh, archaeologists uh, or uh, architect looking at Cold War era bunkers, missile silos, NORAD, uh, talking about their historical context, what they're being, what's being done with them Nuclear today. Nuclear paranoia construction. Um, yeah, very much. If you're into the uh, atomic fifties, uh, the Cold War. Fallout. If you... uh, yeah, Fallout. If you're a fan of Fallout, and you want to learn more about the uh, the ideas that inspired the vaults, the uh, um, all that other good stuff. Uh, it's highly worth. It's only a couple hundred pages. Um, it's got Quick pictures read. in it. I haven't finished it, but yeah, so far it's been a pretty quick read. I've been reading a bunch of different books right now, so I'm sort of being kind of ADD about it. But uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend Survival City if you're interested at all in anything, any of those topics that I just mentioned. So. Fantastic. Uh, so Aaron, you said you had one last one? I did. Um, I just thought about this, but it's probably even more important than this, the piddly ass one, I, the Ghostbusters thing I put up. Yeah. Uh, that would be the DC Comics Blackest Night. Um, that's like a year-long crossover, which... Um, Neil say I'm a huge Green Lantern fan, but for the fact that they've now built up this huge storyline to where they have Black Rings basically bringing back the zombified corpses of heroes to uh, basically kill it, uh, to basically kill the entire DC universe has been nothing. which will stay dead and never come back. Yep. Yeah. There will be no retconning. DC co- comics will be locked up and uh, they'll <laughs> cl- they'll burn everything down. And Marvel <laughs> will be the giant standing pillar of comicdom. Uh. Um, but no. Well, you know why Marvel comics are better than DC comics, right? Because Silver Surfer could kick <laughs> Batman's ass, <laughs> which is an actual argument I've heard before. One of our D and D games that I've been running between one player, Mike, uh, who shows up in the next game, uh, Game Eleven of uh, the New World, and Cody. So um, we've heard. Yeah, we the the discussions are very nerd. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, it's it's like. No, I just pick up a book. Yeah, they have better storytelling because. Yeah, story yeah uh, and I'm one uh, of those bad people. I, I'm completely okay. on the fence. I know, but to continue on, uh, no, the story the storytelling is extraordinarily epic. They. That's like, and the artwork is. If if you if you want to see a, a dead version of Superman who still retains his powers, it's still pretty cool. And Devi- go to DeviantArt, you can find that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like this is, making but, out with Goku. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting blown by but, Sailor Moon. Yeah, but see, this is that without no. like the. An it's all about the, the DeviantArt. Um, that's what the the, the artist drawn there is. The the anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, they didn't at all decide that. Oh, Marvel Zombies was popular, and let's let's do that. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't no. want to hear it. No, please, no, no. This is like arguing politics and religion, people. <laughs> this is worse. It's worse. You could argue about. Oh my God, we're nerds arguing comics. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but personally, I think I, I'm glad for it, and it's a, it's very good art. Yeah, once again, so just in yeah. case you never heard of the you know, the Blackest Night thing going on. Okay. Yeah, um. Yeah, on this podcast, I'm sure most of our listeners have, have no interest in comics whatsoever. I'm sure no, they're no. totally oblivious Just to gaming? this kind of thing. Oh. Uh, you, <laughs> they listen to Wagner and Reed Kierkegaard. <laughs> High art, the yeah. role-playing game. Adorn, yeah, they... Um, so finally, I'd like to mention Map Tools, which is an online virtual tabletop. I've actually played in a game, uh, although it was through a land, not through the whole internet thing. And uh, it's very cool. The, the greatest thing about it... Um, is that you know when you're running a fourth head or any sort of combat game you know with map and a grid and all that and uh, miniatures you're kind of limited to the size of the table and um it, you can't really do line of sight or fog of war or you can do line of sight but you can't really do fog of war you know like mm-hmm. okay the enemies may be in some buildings or another because that's just the really pain in the ass to run you know what i mean Tom? i know what you mean huh? have you ever wanted to run a game with i a- have wanted to run a game is there a way i could do this with map tools it is there's no limit to the size of the do map tell please <laughs> they have integrated line of sight and fog of war tools and uh there's no limit to the size of the map well probably like at some point it gets too big for the memory to handle but still a lot bigger than it used to be so um i could do all of manhattan island as a grid map probably that would be a little much but maybe a couple blocks of it you know Thank you. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. So what uh, 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 What I want to do is eventually, once everything comes out and I get some more free time, um, 
I will be going to learn map tools in order to run it. And I've, le- I've learned it as a player, but not as a G- GM. So uh, if you're a lucky RPPR listener, you might be able to get a chance to play uh, online with me and other people. Perhaps I Tom. will try to do things too because I am part of this show. Yes. Uh, so uh, keep in mind that, and uh, I'll be doing some things that you can do in map tools that you can't do in other games. You, know? you can do things? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! I, I detect a Tom hint of sarcasm. In, yeah, Tom in his infomercial voice. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, he has announcer voice. I have infomercial voice. You have jackass voice. Oh, well, that's that? I'm always jackass, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my last shout-out, because Map Tools is cool. Which brings us to anecdotes. Oh, yes, yes. And we have one, but it's gorgeous. It is. It really, really... It's really... It it's really... about something that we've been going on and on and on about RPPR, which is, of course, player logic, game logic, the, the magical dream, nonsensical logic <laughs> that players have. They can be totally rational adults, you know, engineers, grad students... Lawyers, enti- shit, yeah. Judges, you know... Captains of industry. Yeah, and calm, cool, rational... But whenever they sit down at the table, they become raving jackasses with kleptomania and schizophrenia. The little voices in their head say, kill this, take that. Which, I mean, it ends the moment they leave. Yeah, exactly. It's just, but it's pretty much like, it's like, well, so you're like, it's like the id has come out to play. And he's not going to take <laughs> shit from anyone. Um, Least of all you. <laughs> yeah, me, the lowly game master. So I've been running a Delta Green game, um, which I have been doing a crossover with the video game Prototype. Now, if you may know that uh, Dennis Detwiller, one of the head writers for Prototype, the video game, actually is one of the designers of Delta Green, the role-playing No! Game. So uh, there's a lot of similarity there. Government conspiracies, secret government, death From the squads. 50s and 60s. Yeah, well, on to now. Yeah, I've been starting like the, yeah, yeah. the Cold War shit. And- yeah. And basically, uh, what I'm doing is the players are either mostly TV or either TV crew investigating a viral outbreak in Manhattan where, or it starts in a small, in Hope, Idaho, or in Idaho, a small Midwestern town. And uh, uh, so Idaho is not really the Midwest, Ross. Whatever. Um, Pacific flyover North- Pacific country. Northwest. It's still flyover country. Pacific Northwest. Yeah, Pacific Northwest. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, geography. Um, what what's going on is uh, in the first scene of the game, um, the players are this TV crew who find themselves in a cramped apartment, uh, and they've just killed a guy. And they don't remember why or how. Uh, There's one guy unconscious on the bed. Yeah, and one guy's beaten to death. Yeah, with an ashtray on the floor. And all the players start in blood. So they start piecing the puzzles together, uh, uh, putting the puzzle together, and they figure out that the the guy on the bed, the unconscious guy, mind controlled them to kill the man in black, which is the dead guy. And so the players are starting to figure out what to do next, and they notice the black man in black has a sedan parked across the street. So Cody. Uh, he, being the on-air reporter, decides to go over and uh, check out the sedan. And your character, Tom, stays in the apartment watching it. Yeah. And then Jason, uh, the other player, goes to back him up. He goes uh, hiding across the street, uh, hiding behind a building. And what happens, the other man in black, uh, the guy's partner, basically uh, starts sneaking up on Cody. From the other side of the building. From the other side. Yeah. So Cody has his back turned to him, and uh, there's car, there's a street in between Jason and uh, Cody in the sedan. Cars going by. Yeah. Middle of the day. Um, but nobody's really paying attention. The man in black has a rag uh, of ether about to knock Cody out, and Jason's like, all right, so uh, Jason Jason notices that you don't. Um, right, I didn't see it. Right, you failed your spot hidden check. So I asked Jason, what are you going to do? Uh, so how are you going to okay. warn Cody about this? And here's where the fun starts. Yes. Do you want to describe it, Tom? Yes, I think I will. Okay. And with, with, with I mean, I remember it was a totally straight expression on his face. And, yeah. I mean, and, uh, well, of course, you're doing the thing you do, which is, sure. you know, like, you let, you, you let him think, but for after a couple of seconds, like, come on, like, yeah. he's coming, he's walking up on him. Yeah. He says, like, TikTok. I throw a rock at one of the cars that are on the ro- street. Yeah, driving between. Driving it. by. Yeah. And there was about, I remember, like, five to six second silence, and Ross said, give me a... All right, give, give me a throw check. <laughs> yeah. And he nailed it. Yeah, yeah, I think he almost got a critical on that. Uh, so he hit so I decided he hits a muscle car, a Mustang, and a big muscle guy comes out. And here's the thing. Um 
it distracts Cody, but not the man in black. <laughs> so Cody doesn't have a chance before the man in black comes up behind him. And finally, Tom sees what's going on. And so he's rushing out. Tom fails his Dex times five I, check. I fall. So you fall, and unknown to you, your gun that you took from the man, the first, the dead guy, falls out of your belt. And so you're running, you run down the stairs, and you don't have your gun anymore. And you're like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? Cody's desperately trying to fight him off. And Jason is being chased by the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not contributing in any way towards the effort. He's just avoiding, a, 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 avoiding a, to get his ass beaten. All he's doing is like, is like, like, get back here, faggot! Yeah, something <laughs> yeah, like that. Some muscle guy doing that. And uh, eventually, Cody barely manages to fight off the man in black and tases him. And uh, you, you help him, but Cody was almost, you know, knocked, knocked out. out. Yeah. yeah, and that would have been very, very bad uh, for everyone there. And yeah, it's just Jason's. And then reaction. he hit in a dumpster. Yeah, he hit in a dumpster behind <laughs> a Chinese restaurant. So I made him. That was just a little punishment. Um, but just yeah, that was like, why did you think that would distract him? And Jason was kind of like, well, I thought it would distract the man in black. And he's like, no. How would a man in black who's totally focused on his target with military training be distracted by some jackass throwing a rock at a car down the street? <laughs> Why wouldn't just the normal logic go and just pick up the rock and throw it at the man in black? Yeah, well, just, or be out, hey, Cody, behind you, you know, you know, go out and yell to Cody. Danger! Yeah. So, no, that that's entirely too rational. That's <laughs> not for Jason. Jason is a different sort and of... And the muscle guy showed up later. Yeah. Um... And then, of course, we still had some great player logic later on in the session we played last night where we had two new players show up, and I gave them both special forces uh, pregens, basically. Yeah, badasses, too. Because they're now in Manhattan, and the virus is broken out, and there's all kinds of crazy monsters running around. And the military is, you know, going around purging and burning, basically, everything they can. Um a very, you know, like uh, the GOP's version of what healthcare would be. Uh, kill the weak. Uh, kill the sick. Uh, political humor. Um, so what they do is uh, they decide they, they, they start out with some guns. I give them good guns, too. I give them a Desert Eagle. Uh, God only knows why. Uh, a, an MP5. A Barrett. A sniper. Barrett 50. Yeah, and a... And a 50 a, caliber sniper. And a, a M9. A M92 9mm pistol. And they have the ammo, and I... Tell them that they'll be able to get body armor on site. But no, they need more guns. So first they decide to steal from a military base while it's being attacked by giant monsters. Um, which doesn't work out. So well, Cody and I are investigating. Yeah. And uh, Cody I mean, get, gets really pissed at that. And then they get a lead about where there's an evidence locker full of guns and a police station in one of the hot zones. Precinct 13, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, Precinct 13. Yeah, that is my joke. And so they nearly get killed trying to get a bunch of guns from that. But now they have a lot of guns. And what I really like, though, is... When they go to the military base and they're, you know, picking up missile launchers and guns and all this other crap, one of the giant monsters, which is, you know, a hunter from the game Prototype, which is a big fucking nasty... About, the si- about a little less the size of an elephant. Yeah. It's really fucking big. Very nasty. Um, is knocked near them and it gets up and notices them and decides to eat them. And so they... they but it's kind of stunned, so they, they open it up and one player unloads his entire clip of his MP5 in the monster's face. Which are, face. by the way, 9 millimeter bullets. Yeah, well... It's still like a whole clip. That that that's some damage. So I was like, all right, it's it it's kind of hurt. I don't even roll damage for it. It's basically like you're not Ow. gonna fucking kill this thing. I mean, with it's a like, gun. Pretty much. Ouch. Yeah. And that's how it is in the video game. I mean, you could unload a whole uh, like a saw. You yeah, could... yeah. You could do that, and it would like uh, you need two or three saws worth to really kill one. Um, javelins would do it, but they're they're not really trained on that. So uh, they 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 run away. They barely get out with a, a single javelin after they go to elaborate links to knock out the soldier who was in the depot that they were stealing from, uh, including ripping his helmet off. Um, Epic. So so, I can't even go into it. Like you just have to listen to the actual play, which because it's just like okay. It's just like, okay, we need to knock him out. Okay, I mace him. Okay, he's maced. He's screaming in pain. I punch him. Okay, you punch him. Wait, I need to hit him again in the head. Well, he's wearing a helmet. Okay, let's get the helmet off. It's like, okay, you get the helmet off. I punch him again. Okay, fine. He's knocked out. I mean, it's like... And then, of course, wow. like, you know, you're leaving, a, you're leaving a soldier to die in the fire. Oh, fuck, we go get him. Man. Yeah, it's like, oh, you failed your strength. You can either take the weapons or the soldier. Not both. Yeah, it's like, aww... 
And you, it really was hard. Like, uh, all right, this soldier. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> but what's great is they still decide they need more guns after that scene when they unload a full clip into one of in single mon- a wounded monster's head and it doesn't kill them. And they're like, you know what? We still need more guns because obviously the gun that was totally ineffectual against them. We just need bigger guns. Yeah, we just need more of them <laughs> because uh, uh, an assault rifle is really going to do so much more damage than an MP5 at point blank range. Well, we could get, you know, grenade launchers, but you know, we can't use them. No, you couldn't, because uh, you'd have to go to military base. There wasn't any evidence locker, so, yeah. It was Manhattan. <laughs> but yeah, you clear, you flat out told us, yeah, there's... Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So, uh, just player logic is the best. It is. And we're going to be seeing all kinds of examples of it at the game, at that's, the that's, Gen Con. That's why we're going, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we will... Uh, we I actually, you know what, we'll try and do some... Uh, shows during gen con you know maybe you can do a quick little summary and post it up there really quick fast like yeah. uh, it's like you know like, like okay ross how'd your game go how'd my game go yeah basically um did you get laid at all you know? yeah <laughs> and uh maybe i can have some game designers read from like, the woods Aaron, how was your uh rom through military land yes the terror works and all that other junk did so, you, like did you just give up and shoot yourself in the head that was the only game over, man. Game, game over. over. <laughs> All right, and on that happy note, we will end episode three. We will see you after Gen Con. Yes, or during Gen Con. Or during, if you're there. We're we're crazy like that. All right, peace. Uh, here we go, room thirteen twenty seven. Thirteen twenty seven. I stayed in this room last year. You wouldn't believe what happened to me in there. There was this chick, and she came. Hey, hey, hey! I, I do not need that visual image. All right, let's just go inside. All right. <laughs> Hey, can I get one of those, uh, drinks? Whatever it is, the, the purple stuff. It's bubbling. Yeah, thanks. Oh, there she is. Hi! Ah! <laughs> hey, get off, get off, take oh, oh! Oh! Whoa! That's not right. I did not know you could pierce that. Wow. <laughs> A nerd's a geek Who beat the famous stars with howls and shrieks But when they're done marveling at Bruce Campbell's chin The room party's open, real fun begins Freaking out the mundane from several noobs By eating live guy, gotta cling on boobs Cleavage and food make a wonderful pair And you can find them at room parties everywhere Cause Like they go into war, they like to dress as Centauri, Rabbit and Borg, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, and Seven of Nine. Drinking things from where the warm cordons shine. Princess Leia, slave girl with the Death Star plan, and even Warner's Bass Bunny for the furry fan. Then again, I think the trippiest sign I'd see is when the hot fan girl dresses up like me, cuz. Rob Baldur's eating cheese whiz off a girl's rack But before I decide what I want to do It starts screaming next season Doctor Who Keeps yeah. coming all kinds of wacky get-ups There's one who's dressing like a smurf with a ninja setup And there's a couple pirates with hooks for hands I guess they won't get to quote Ginger or Marianne uh. You might see a couple dressed like Leela and Fry And you may never catch a geek without at least one die And they got rum and some Romulan ale But go easy cause that stuff will make you grow a tail It's really not a joke but you don't have to go far To see a Klingon and a Vulcan Walk into a bar So if you wanna live like a geek sometime Come and party like it's 29.99 Cause Wow, what a bunch of freaking losers. Ugh, 
mundanes. Dude, dude, don't even worry about them. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty! Football! This body has its own mistake. Get loose, y'all! Look at you now! Everybody, everybody, she's naked now! We got juice, y'all! And to kill y'all! Everybody, everybody, come and feel y'all! Get it out now! And get the vodka out and pour a double now! But that's what I'm Jack Harkness. Figures. <laughs>